0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us. Typically, we have 10 bands in the queue every episode. We roll some dice, and we get through between five and seven of them, and we just give our honest reactions on what we hear. Uh, like I said, very simple show. We like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it and we talk about it. Sometimes we like stuff. Sometimes we don't ultimately don't take what we say too seriously. We're just two dudes who are going to play D&D for three hours after this. So um, if you take what we have to say to heart too much, that's really on you, not us. Uh, the main goal is to just get new, pe- new music in people's ears, uh, whether we like it or not. We always encourage people to go out and support it by purchasing physical media whenever available uh, and going and seeing shows when that becomes a possibility again. So that's really all there is to the show. Uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, been on board for a little bit over a year now that we've been doing it. Nate, you got anything to uh, to address up top this week? Well, uh, I had an adventure right out of a movie this week. Really? I sure
1: did. Okay. I don't know about this. Oh, you do. Oh. So like on Wednesday... Um, there was a knock at the door. And oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. A furtive <laughs> knock at the door that I wasn't sure was actually real or not. I right? mm-hmm. didn't bother answering it because it didn't like it didn't persist. It was two quick knocks, right? And uh, maybe about thirty seconds of nothing. The dog was alert and running around, and then the knocks came back to the door, banging, you know, with some urgency. Mm-hmm. Now, I live next to an apartment building. With like, I don't know, eight units in it or so looking at the building and every single one of them um, is occupied by somebody with substance abuse issues, which are written quite literally on their faces. Like it's obvious. Right. Right. Um, Our immediate neighbor is uh, an alcoholic, has been for a long time. And you can just tell that like you can just tell that it's it's irrevocably altered him. Right. Sure. Like he'll he'll get drunk and when it's nice out and go scream at the neighborhood in the middle of the street, which is fun. I love it. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> right. Um, and by and large, everybody's fine. They're friendly and everything, and we don't have any issues with them. But I mean, I don't have any issues with them. <laughs> but <laughs> so there's a neighbor there that um, he was sort of fidgeting and dancing in the doorstep, and he wanted me to take him to the hospital. Now this guy. Talks very fast. You can kind of tell that it looks like he has a—he uh, has maybe a predilection for, um, I think, what are called uppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can just tell because he's got like that—he's got like that—that that, that, that skull face, right? Right. Yeah. The skull face. Yeah. You know.
0: You know what we're talking
1: about. Right. He's got the skull head, and he looks way older than he probably is. Yeah. And uh, but he's fine. He's friendly enough. I talk to him once in a while, and he wants me to take him to the hospital. And he shows me his thumb, which is tourniqueted with wires that he found. <laughs> and he has sliced it wide fucking open. Right. Yeah. And he showed like, like the thumb is white cause there's no blood flow. And so it's mm-hmm. just like this open wound in his thumb. And I go, huh? Oh. you know? And he goes, Hey man, can you can take me to the hospital. And I was like, well, it looks like you need to go. And he's like, man, man, something's, something's inside of me now. Now. I did not actually know that the whole like hallucination of things in you, right? Yeah. Moving and living within you was like a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I said straight out of a movie. Yeah. He said, Man, there's something living in my thumb. There's something living in my thumb. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out, man. <laughs> and I looked at it and his thumb and then he's like, I've been digging, I've been cutting. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, says, and he says, he says, and dude, dude, it I I think it's fucking metal. Because, like, these metal spines came out of my thumb to, like, defend itself. And then it, like, rolled up and went back (laughs) down in. And I was like, ooh, man. And he goes, dude, can you take me to the hospital? And um, I said, yeah, hold on just a second. And I closed the door. And, of course, there was, you know, not everybody in the house agreed that I should take him to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. Some people thought that I should just um, tell him to fuck off or (laughs) call the cops or something like that. Neither (laughs) which of those seemed to be something that, like, you know— I'm not interested in having an adversarial relationship with an apartment building full of tweakers and addicts.
0: No, no, that doesn't seem good. And also, neither of those seem like particularly humane options in that in that scenario. You know. Yes, and I'm not interested. Now, also, like,
1: you know, I'm not interested in like bringing involving the cops in this because, like, that's never going to work out. No, not at all. (laughs) Right? That's just (laughs) not going to work out. This dude is clearly in an agitated state. And there are at least three reasons why he needs to go to the hospital. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And that like that are evident. And so I says, yeah, hold on. Plus I'm also not like a woman. Right. So I'm not bugged by this. I'm like, I'm I'm not saying that like I'm brave or anything. What I'm saying is like the situation isn't as inherently menacing for like, you know,
0: gender based reasons. Right. For sure. And you're, and even at that, you're a, you're a large man. Right. And so I, I said, you know,
1: yeah hold on and so i you know mask up and fucking get in the truck and he's like running his mouth like like a hundred miles an hour and we're well, only like two miles from the hospital so i was right. like yeah sure i'll just take drop you off the emergency room and the whole time he's like he's like I don't know, man I'm gonna look 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 and he's like there, it is. there <laughs> and he holds like the knife up through his thumb like he's got like it's not like a knife but it's like you know not like a knife it's just like a little folding pocket knife right yeah 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 and he's like he's like i i i look I, look 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 and he's like gonna cut his thumb over more thumb <laughs> over more and i'm like i'm like hey you should probably just let the doctor get it out <laughs> <laughs> and then he shit. goes yeah 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 and he's like oh man and he's like sucking in air, and his whole body's shaking he's like ooh, it's rolling around back there it's like, it's like he's like I- i'm pretty sure it's fucking metal man and it's like rolling up into a fucking ball, like it's defensive or something he's like you know you you're like you're like a biology guy right i'm like yeah man but i don't know anything about this <laughs> I, was, I said i was like metal things living inside your body are a little outside of where i'm at and uh, and he's goes oh man 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 and so i dropped him off and he like ran like ran into the hospital and uh, i haven't seen him
0: since right on so well, i don't
1: know i don't know what happened to him
0: you know, you know what the twist would be is if there really were a little metal thing living in his thumb.
1: dude. If it was like some Tetsuo
0: Iron Man shit or something <laughs> going on. Yes, exactly. That would be a hell of a fucking twist. That's the yeah. M Night Shyamalan twist at the end of that movie.
1: Yeah, like he he like walked by some metal cultist downtown and like spat <laughs> on her and like you know laughed at her and she, you know, next thing you know he's fucking sprouting little wires and prongs out of his thumb. Right. And yeah, it was pretty wild though. He had his thumb wide the fuck open like yeah like it, if i wanted to show my students what a transverse section of the thumb looked like um i should have taken a picture yeah, hey this sure. is what's in your thumb and just in case you're wondering <laughs> yeah that is uh that is indeed a fucking
0: wild occurrence so that was a it's what i like to call a little adventure
1: yeah you know yeah, i'm always that'll... down for a little adventure
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, it'll spice your week up, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and I haven't seen him since, so I don't know. You know, he's pretty talkative and he's pretty friendly. He'll shout down from the window and ask how I'm doing today. Right. He's home. "Hey man, how you doing today?" "All right." "Hey, I'm doing pretty good too." And then he'll like close the window.
0: I really like that move (laughs) just popping out real quick and then closing the window and going right back in. And I haven't seen him, so I don't know what's up with him, you know? Well, Godspeed to him. I hope he got that little, that little bugger out of his thumb. Yeah, I sure. I, whatever, whatever was bugging him. I hope he got it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, you want to jump into music? Sure, let's do it. All right, cool. So uh, let's take a let's take a quick look at what we got in the queue this week. We got uh, quite a lot of stuff that looks like it might be might be kind of good. So here's here's hoping. Um, the first thing in the queue is for sure good. We uh, we all know that. Everybody listening should know that. But I have not listened to this particular track yet. It is the new armor song off of the No Deal comp that just oh, came yeah. out on October 21st. I've not listened to the comp yet. Um, it's sold out. I think literally right away i uh, didn't so. even
1: know this was an actual physical thing i saw pop
0: in my you know like i'm subscribed to no deal and i thought it was
1: just on the youtube channel i didn't know that it was an actual physical product
0: yep yeah I think it was pretty limited and it, it sold out really quickly um, so yeah this is the new armor track I haven't heard this yet I haven't gotten a chance to listen to this comp yet it just came out like not even a week ago this was sent in by Ryan Johnson from the band offhand who submitted a few things so far uh, thanks for you know, it's a uh, legit it's always sick when like a newer listener starts becoming kind of like a regular submitter of stuff I uh, yep. I always dig that I always dig seeing the same names pop up in the email I mean I always dig seeing new, new names pop up in the email but it's rad when people like weekly take the take the time to send new stuff that they hear over that they think is cool so yeah, they, they,
1: they become part of the action right not just a spectator
0: right exactly which is uh, you know that not only is that the spirit of the show but that's the uh, spirit of punk and hardcore uh, in general so All right Um, Then next up we have got uh, Venino with Justicia Argentina. This is a band from Buenos Aires Argentina that was sent in by Ryan Donoho. Ryan's uh, submissions usually hit and this certainly looks very cool. Um, We've had some good luck with international submissions recently too so I'm kind of hoping that we land on this. Then we have a resubmission, Loud Night from Richmond, Virginia, with their release Mind-Numbing Pleasure. This was sent in by our homie Trey, who plays in the band Inter Arma. Uh, Trey sent this in a while back, and it just didn't make it into the uh, show, so uh, he decided to resubmit it. He said it's kind of like just uh, Motorhead-inspired, you know, metal punk kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: isn't Trey's real name like Thurston Von Richenstein Third?
0: <laughs> no, uh, Hugh, <laughs> I believe it's... Hugh not yeah, Hugh Dalton Franklin the III, yeah. <laughs> um, our liege. <leash. laughs> then uh, next up, we have Thought Control with their Shock to the System EP. This is a new release out of New Jersey. It just came out a few days ago. This is a solo project that was recorded over the summer uh, that I think now features members of a few New Jersey area bands like Sunstroke, who I enjoy a whole lot, um, The Dividing Line, and some other bands. I'm not actually sure who this is, who this is, like written and performed by because he doesn't put his name anywhere on the band camp he self submitted this and then it was also submitted by the uh our our homie anthony from gel um so he he mentioned that he is pretty sure that he and i both were on warp tour in 2015 but we never never spoke or met um, he just saw me looking for the porta bodies, um, so I'm interested to see who this was—a a fellow, a fellow corman who was also um, spent one summer in the living hell that is Warped Tour. So if uh, if you listen to this episode, write back and tell me who the fuck you are, um, dude. My favorite thing about that is you were pretty stoked to
1: go on Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you know, you were you were you were pretty amped up. Yeah, I was like, dude, well, for I thought I was going to make good money. Yeah, and you didn't make a you didn't make a, a one red cent. <laughs> I did not. And you had a bad time the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And you basically just said, "Fuck it." And then <laughs> and like
0: stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is that is exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And it,
1: it and and that's better because I mean, yeah, I guess it's not better than for you because, you know, you could be like, you know, a world famous rich pop star now. Um, But uh, it's better because it leads to better stories. Bad times make better stories than good times, right? Yeah, 100%. That dude that seriously, knocked on my door with a tail from the first series of the X-Files was having a bad time. Right, <laughs> right. But yeah. I'm going to remember that as a good
0: story, right? Indeed. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. The, me doing Warp Tour made me literally stop doing the music that I was doing at that time. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I was like on a pretty decent career path, you know, as far as like the music as a career thing. Yeah, um, And it was just sort of an incidental thing that I even ended up in that position and then I did Warp Tour and I was like, oh cool I'm gonna make some money on this blah 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 made yeah as you pointed out not a red cent had a bad time and got home and was like well I'm done with this (laughs) 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 and I uh, turned it in and just started doing other cooler stuff so there you go um so uh, so yeah that was submitted by Anthony and also whoever it is that uh, that is this project. Anthony said it's pretty much uh it's hardcore punk that is kind of impossible to dislike. So there you go. Yeah. Um then next up we have another uh, another solo project that is actually by Anthony. This was submitted before uh he went ahead and resubmitted it. It's his new project Moroi. Um, spiritual madness is the name of the release um also he sent in a a correction from last week um because we erroneously stated that the um the artwork on the seven inches by kane cox that is not the case the artwork on the seven inches by renata samita renata sabina rojo the uh kane cox did the artwork for the uh j card Okay, so, so there you go for given given proper credit where it's due. Well, what I'm looking at the artwork here
1: looks like whoever did the fucking gel shirt that I that I have. it's like a little yeah. girl with some haunted spooky masks.
0: yes, yes. <laughs> there, you, there you go um, okay, so then next up we have Vegas with not ever um vegas is uh, a band that we've talked about before this is submitted by uh, michael london from the band sarin who we listened to uh very early on in the show that was pretty solid holy terror stuff um vegas is a band that i know from being a holy terror worship band um they are uh you know one part integrity, one part gizm. Um, this is the newest release from them. And I believe that Michael from Saren maybe does a label and I think put this stuff out. Um I okay. could be wrong about that, but he provided a, a link to buy to buy the uh, physical release and I think that it's a label that he does.
1: Now, didn't we we had a, a, a split on here in Vegas wasn't on one side, right? Was that, it
0: Saren Vegas split? Yeah, yeah. It was the okay. split with with Saren and he uh he sent physical copies of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool yeah for sure um and uh yeah vegas is rad vegas is a band i've known about for a, for a whole lot, uh, 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 many years and i'm, I'm kind of stoked to hear some new stuff from them um then next up we have fists of fury this is uh, a band from dallas texas they have a newer lp well i guess brand new lp this came out on october 23rd new age of dread this was sent in by alex osorio aka stout um looks like maybe some thrashy stuff i don't know he didn't uh, he just 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 sent in the link nothing else about it no no context anything like that but based on the art and everything um it, and just where it's from seems to be maybe some like crossover thrash shit hmm. then we have tower 7 with entrance to a living organism this was sent in by Justin Straw, who says it's uh, some of the best new hardcore that he's heard. Kind of weird. Can't quite put his, uh, put his finger on it, but it has a, a, a rad lo-fi sensibility that he enjoys. Um, the name and artwork looks very sick. Looks like something that I would probably fuck with. Then we have got Unjustified Violence with their Demo 2020. This is a band from uh, Sweden, actually from Gothenburg. This was submitted by John from The Path, who has been consistently sending in new international stuff every week. So thanks once again to John for sending this stuff over. Um, Don't know anything about this. Looks kind of cool. They have an old-school 80s-style logo that I always dig. Uh, And then last up, we have Yuko's Hammer with Choose Aside. This is just a single song, um, new project out of Denver, Colorado, which is not shocking considering how much good shit comes out of there. Don't know if this is going to be any good, but uh, there's uh, certainly no dearth of new music coming out of Denver. This was sent in by Amos healthy listener to the show, Patreon subscriber, who has uh, recently been submitting some more stuff as well. So uh, that's everything we got. So let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up first. All righty. Eight okay eight is tower seven glad we landed on this um really wanted to hear this so this is on d4mt labs Bandcamp.com, and it is uh it came out in may of this year it looks to be um uh, yeah okay this came out on tape uh, i'm not sure if they're still available but uh, they're available on the d4mt labs dot um i th- think that he may have suggested a song but I could be wrong about that let me uh well there's an there's an check. eponymous track there is a, there's an eponymous track oh yeah there is for sure and it sits right in the middle of the release looks to be about average length song for the release so that works um uh th- that said they also have uh they have a particular song queued up to play they have endless growth queued up to play hmm Um, the last time we reached this impasse, I think that we, uh, we went ahead and decided to, to, to follow the band's intuition and listen to what they wanted us to hear.
1: Okay. I guess we'll do that. They must not have a lot of faith in their own fucking
0: brand name. (laughs) They must not. So we're going to listen to Endless Growth by Tower 7 off of their release Entrance to a Living Organism. Right, we just heard the song Endless Growth by the band Tower Seven off of their release Entrance to a Living Organism. Nate, what'd you think about that? Uh that song
1: endlessly grew from one song into two songs into three songs. <laughs> it had a lot of parts, yeah. There was a lot of parts in there. Like that first the first part was basically one standalone song by itself. Yeah. Um which I'm not I'm not like, you know, shitting on it. I think it was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I liked I liked kind of the the like rambling sort of mid tempo aspect of the song, you know what mm-hmm. I mean it yeah. uh it sounded it, it it pulled in a lot of different influences you couldn't really pin it down to like one thing that they're pulling from for me, yeah, for sure, yeah um you know there's a little bit of d beat in there, there was just some like i mean a lot of just like just generally early hardcore punk mm-hmm. but um it uh yeah, I like that song, I think that there was a point where I was like, Jesus, they're doing this. Like, 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 okay. There's that first half with like the first four verses, right? That, yeah. Like the first like half of the song. And then there was a little change up part and I thought, okay. And then they, they finish it with like an entirely separate song. Um, but I think it worked. I like that. It uh, kept my interest. And I kind of like the clunky sort of like, um, hard to pin down sort of style of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there was like a strong Japanese sensibility to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't, uh, this, this definitely has some like death side or bastard influence, um, yeah. to, to quote two of the most, you know, well-known and off sided bands from that scene. Um, th- th- there's that influence there for sure. As you mentioned, early hardcore punk, especially in the production. Um, but I even heard some of the, like the kind of the outcasts of the late eighties, New York hardcore scene, like they're, they're, there was some like life's blood in this, you know what I mean? Oh it's- yeah, for sure.
1: Especially like that, especially like, um, in like the vocal delivery mm-hmm. and, and the way that that sounded, but yeah, just in like, and I guess as I was saying, like the clunkiness of it, cause life's like, you know, life's blood fucking rips, but it's clunky, right? For sure. Yeah. 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 If Definitely. you listen to the song left out on the ice to die, like that's a fucking ugly clunky song, you know? Yeah. Yep, and yeah. and this was an ugly, clunky song. It didn't. It wasn't slick. It wasn't rock and roll. You know what I right. mean? It it, yep. it it's just an ugly,
0: clunky song that kind of went on and on and on, um, but I liked it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, because Life's Blood had, like, some of the sort of, like, groovy aspects of, like, late 80s hardcore, but they did deliver it in this, like, really clunky amateurish and, like, punk way. And yeah. so I felt the same thing with this. It, it did have that kind of groovy gallop. that, <laughs> But, like, it wasn't locked in. It didn't. It wasn't, like... Uh, you know it wasn't um, Killing time groove It was definitely right. life's blood um, right. So yeah no the, the influences Were super eclectic on this but I thought that They fused them together pretty well I mean I thought Thought the uh, the lo-fi production For this works really really well I enjoyed This a lot I mean I, I'll definitely check the rest Of this tape out this was uh this was cool And obviously there was like some some clear um Just sort of classic Crust influence in this even in the Lyricism obviously um But uh, but even in the delivery a certain part parts of the song and stuff um overall like i said yeah just a a whole lot of eclectic influences that uh they managed to to uh weave together into something that actually felt fairly coherent it it gave it like
1: i mean it really felt like it was recorded in a transitional era of hardcore like in the late 80s right yep like i mean it looks like if you saw that demo right Mm -hmm. if you saw that on some uh, like that, that artwork on a a fucking cassette right on some like oxidized paper and and there was no date on it, you would think for sure that this was at least a 30 year old cassette
0: right yeah this is a band that is like well that's what i'm saying this really captures like the uh the oeuvre shall we say of that like that transitional period of like new york hardcore specifically where you might see this band and the guitarist is like a studs and leather mohawk guy but the mm-hmm. vocalist is like a fucking nike air force one in sweatpants dude yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean <laughs> and then they're all playing in the same band and the crowd looks like similarly weird and mixed mm-hmm. this is this is definitely that where there's like not a lot of uh codification of what's happening on it's just like for lack of a better term uh punks of many different persuasions getting together and playing music right um which i always enjoy um but yeah this was uh this was really solid i want to i want to listen to the rest of this tape for sure this was cool yeah uh so uh yeah good submission thanks for uh thanks for sending this our way um you want to uh roll the dice sure here we go all right
1: jesus eight again I, I'm not I am not convinced that this dice is not that this die is not weighted. It gives us a lot of repeats. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to grab a different one while we're uh, sort of in between while we're listening to the music.
0: Okay. Um so eight is uh Veneno, or no, I'm sorry, eight is unjustified violence. Um unjustified violence dot band from Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, looks like this came out in january of this year but uh it was only it's only been quote unquote supported by so purchased by a single person um This was us, and and it is John from the Path who uh, who supported this. Uh, So and he sent it in. So yo putting his money where his mouth is. He's not just talking a big game. He's buying the shit that he uh, that he discovers on here. And from from what I understand, he's just sort of going through and trying to discover shit that nobody really knows about on Bandcamp, which is a uh, a noble effort. So. uh, so, yeah, I don't know anything about this. He just sent it in, said it's some uh, some Swedish hardcore. So I guess let's uh, just jump into it. So we're going to listen to the first track, uh, Can Life Prevail by Unjustified Violence, off of their demo 2020. Uh-huh. we just heard the song can life prevail by unjustified violence off of their demo 2020 Nate. how'd you feel about it uh that was a bit more i guess um it, w- it definitely was like
1: more rocking and a bit more poppy than i expected it to be mm-hmm. um i liked it um you know it was adequate <laughs> it wasn't stand out but uh it was simple Yep. And uh, it was straight, like, simple, straightforward, stripped down. It's hard to fuck up if you're not trying to do a whole ton. And yeah. if you just basically, we said it before, playing fast rock and roll. And that's what this was. You know, everything was delivered pretty well. I thought the bass kind of sounded a little a little wonky, you know? Yeah, yeah, it did. Sitting, sitting right up top a little bit gave it kind of a goofy sound. Um, but by and large, it wasn't bad at all.
0: No, this was just, like, solid OI-influenced hardcore. Um, yeah yeah I think the thing about this is i think this is like super on to something and just a couple steps away from being really good um, but the production uh, it suffered from from shoddy production and just kind of clunky production for sure and this is a demo so like no biggie um but uh but yeah the production was not was not tight was not super honed in and i think yeah the songwriting just needs like tightening up um a, just a, a tad bit um, but i think with a, a few additional steps um you know maybe another six six months of songwriting and uh, a little bit uh, uh, better production quality on the next release. this would be uh you know genuinely genuinely good stuff. I mean even as it stands, this was like perfectly passable and enjoyable. I like what I heard I was not in my head along for sure. this isn't something that I would remember, you know what I mean in, in, no. in, in six months as it is right now like if you brought it up I'd be like, oh yeah yeah kind of like and you know infused hardcore stuff that was pretty good but uh, but a few it's a few steps away from being a memorable release it's like it's it's almost there for sure.
1: Yeah, that's that that yeah. It's it's just fine. Um, I'll check back in like a year if they're still playing. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, it's sure. January sixth. So you know.
0: Yeah, it's already been it's already been a minute. So so um, I'll
1: I'll look at their next release and see what it sounds like. They just need to sharpen up the chops a little bit. Maybe write something that's a little more, a, just just a little catchier. You know what I mean? That has some yeah. sort of hook. Yeah. Because um, there wasn't a lot to to hook you with this song, but it wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, no. I like the memorable. artwork
1: for it a lot. I don't necessarily like the the logo. Mm-hmm. I like their personal, like sigil, the logo. Yeah, the, yes. Um I don't necessarily like the font for the logo, but I do like the artwork. The artwork looks I mean, it looks like a, a you know, some sort of like wood print like woodcut print. Yeah. Um, and it looks similar to the artist that did like the Catanaxo seven inch. Oh yeah. Um and like some housey pongo sort of like artwork that you might see mm-hmm. um from the nineties. But uh, yeah, I like the I like the artwork.
0: Yeah, the artwork's cool. It would definitely be cooler if they if they threw their Just Band logo on there instead of the uh, old English stuff. Yeah, um, mm. the old English font is not very representational of what I just heard. Nope. Uh, but yeah, that was that was perfectly soluble. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my brain is, has fully it was melted.
1: Perfectly soluble hardcore. It was soluble hardcore. It, it is an ionic
0: hardcore that will completely ionize, and yes. uh, it is entirely soluble in water. It, it dissolved into in the soup that is my brain yeah um but yeah that was pretty perfectly passable solid hardcore that uh, i will definitely check back up on and listen to their next release uh but on that note i you know i don't think there's much else to say about it so let's uh let's keep it moving okay uh six man three down
1: and we are 15 minutes into actually listening to music
0: yeah well, not th- with two down we're're we're moving on to the third. who knows maybe we'll, we'll know have that. a lot yeah, that's maybe, true. We'll ha- maybe we'll have a lot to say about this one. Well this um, is six. Yes, so this is Vegas um, with their new release not ever. As I mentioned, this is a band that's been around for a long time now. Um, you know, well over a decade at this point. Uh, I learned about them via my friend James many, many years ago, who was like an Integrity super fan, and thus by extension, just a fan of all of the Holy Terror stuff that was going on during that time, like Rotten Hell and stuff like that. Um, and this was one of the many bands that he showed me back when we were like 18. And uh, you know, I've always dug them for what they are. Never got super, super into them, but always enjoy them. And they've certainly been a staple band of that scene for. A very long time uh so this is their newest release uh let's see what if they have anything queued up to play they've got the the first song queued up um and it looks pretty representational of uh of the rest of the tracks on here as, as far as runtime so we'll just go with that All so right. we're gonna listen to world soul uh, in parentheses back to basics by vegas off of their new release not ever we just heard the song world soul by the band vegas off of their release not ever um so you know that was pretty passable um you know holy terror style hardcore which is um an ever shrinking niche there are not a lot of bands that are doing just the straight up holy terror style integrity worship hardcore thing in 2020 um for a minute there this was like a well-traveled niche subgenre it was never huge but it was a place where you could go um and rest assured that you would have like a a specific fan base who would buy all of your records no matter what i'm not sure if that still exists um in 2020 or not i'm not sure uh if there are still people just champing at the bit for this kind of stuff in the way that they were you know 10 15 years ago um but uh the bands the, the major players in this scene are, are still going strong and by and large have remained virtually unchanged from what they were doing 10 to 15 years ago this is basically the vegas that i remember from when i was 2018 um you know it's still uh pretty passable integrity worship stuff if you're looking for something else go elsewhere you're not going to find much more than that from this camp. Um, but, uh, I mean, like I said, there is there are definitely tracks and releases that lean more into the Japanese hardcore stuff and incorporate that more into this, uh, into this overall sound. Maybe the rest of the record incorporates more of that. Um, but overall, what we just heard was just like straight-up integrity worship, and it was pretty well done. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for something else, this isn't the place to find it. But if you want that, if you want integrity that is not written by and performed by integrity in 2020 this is a pretty, pretty good place to go for it. That was solid. Um, you know, overall, I think I feel the same way about this as I always have, which is that it's good. Um, I enjoy it when I'm listening to it, but ultimately it just makes me go back and, uh, listen to the integrity records that influenced it. You know, it's not something that really, really stands out to me, but they've been doing it a long time and, uh, occupying this lane steadily for the better part of a decade. So they, uh, they at least get my respect on that front. Nate, how'd you feel about it?
1: Vegas has a ton of releases on Bandcamp, 41 of them. Yeah. Um, I, aside from integrity, don't give a shit about bands that are in the quote unquote holy terror style of hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't give a shit about bands, for the most part, that sound like integrity. Um, yeah. I, it's just, it's not. To me, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounded like an overbooked like venue that seven bands, they all fucking sound like this, except maybe there's one band that is like a doom thrash band that is super local. Right. Um, You know what I mean? Like doom thrash for whatever that is, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's one band on there that sticks out, but everything else sounds basically just like this and ringworm and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, the venue is, a cavernous poorly lit venue with a bar in the back and there are maybe it's at a third capacity, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. The PA is turned up way too fucking loud and it's mostly just dudes in flat bills like that are, you know, sporting a good 50 to 70 pounds more around their midsection than they were when they first got into this scene. (laughs) Like still trying to clear space on the floor and move around. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> just a lot of people that don't really give a fuck what it sounds like as long as it's like heavy aggressive music and they just Shit. show up and stand around. Like it just this does this isn't it, it's never really been interesting to me. I like integrity. Yeah. Um now that said, I'm not an integrity super fan. I mean, I like integrity. Um, you know, fucking you know, Systems Overload, I'll put that fucking record on any time. Um, yeah. And a few others, too. But I don't listen to a lot of modern integrity, even mm-hmm. though, like, you know, they do have some fucking Blackest Curse is a fucking good record. Yeah. Um, And uh, but nobody does this better than integrity. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right. And yeah. so that's my point. Like, this is fine. They've been doing it for fucking ever. They got a lane. They you know they have definitely have a niche that they're going for, and they've hit it. Yeah. But by and large, when I see Charles Manson Cupid riding anything mm-hmm. in somebody's fucking logo, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested in stuff like this. I'm not interested in one. So 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 this is definitely a style where. If the people that liked it didn't like it, I might like it more.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I get that for sure. Like, like, like when when we go and see Integrity, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all those people at the show, and it's just like fuck. You know, yeah. like, ugh. <laughs> right? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to put it into words that I haven't. It, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same thing about, like, with beatdown bands, especially, like, younger beatdown stuff. It's not the same thing there. Mm-hmm. These are, like, old, hoary, crusty snowmen, right? Yeah, yes. In tall tees. <laughs> right. And I'm just, like, ugh. You know, like, I wish Integrity would just play, like, a fest with, like, young, like, or not even young, but youthful, interesting, like, active people, not just dudes that, I don't know, fucking look like they're you know, on their way to vape nationals.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think, well, the, the problem with integrity as, as they've worn on over the years is that it has revealed them to be what many detractors have said from jump, which is kind of a bunch of corn (laughs) yeah and 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 that's fine they seem like perfectly nice dudes i mean Dwid seems like a really nice dude um and uh, the the people that I have that are closely associated with his scene that I'm friends with that are, like, in his inner circle that do merge for him, shit like that, it's all super, super fucking nice guys. Um, so I got nothing bad to say about him. But, like, as time has worn on, it has taken integrity down a few notches from being, like, edgy and on the cutting edge, sonically, uh, of what they were doing into just being sort of, like, a not-so-threatening... Caricature of what they were in 1994, um, and I mean, time and age will do that to to anybody. It's cruel. It's cruel to all, right? So I can't fault them too much. I mean, they are, no. they you know, Dwid is like a doughy 50 year old man at this point it is what the right. fuck it fucking is right? right so you can't expect them to come with the same ferocity although i will say john Brandon and the negative approach crew manages to do it and they got 10 years yet on Dwid. and they um, look so much shittier than anybody in the <laughs> yes they sure do uh, so so you know i guess i can't make too many excuses for them because there are old heads that are up there doing the fucking thing um but that said you know when even integrity is sort of and i and i still love going and seeing integrity they sound good live I still have a good time um, but even compared to where they were 10 11 years ago when I was seeing them live then they've they've even you know the, the live experience is is less intense than it was um, so that said if even integrity is sort of a, a a hollow ghost of what's what they once were 25 years ago you might imagine that bands that are just subsisting entirely off of aping integrity and have also been going for 10 to 15 years are not going to be really coming with like the urgency and energy that I want out of hardcore that I'm listening to actively.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when you go and see integrity now, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like when you go and see integrity now, I, I I don't really give a shit if I ever see integrity again. Right. I've seen him a few times. Yeah. Um, um it it feels like uh, pantomime right yeah 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 yep you know exactly. what i mean yes it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like interactive or like you observing them like the best hardcore right is is yeah. when you feel like the audience for me anyway the thing that i like is like you know when and i when the spectator also feels like a participant in something. Yeah, for sure. Right, not yep. just watching something. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and and unless you want like, you know, a fifty year old snowman or a 40 year old snowman to like, you know, fucking in, in like a basketball jersey to fucking clock you in the fucking mouth, you, you can't really participate in much at an integrity show. You just stand around and observe. Yeah. So it's you're observing this ritual you're observing this pantomime instead of something being like vital and interactive and Mm -hmm. and i don't know thought provoking in some way
0: for sure yeah
1: and um i feel like bands that are aping that hey you like integrity fucking rip it do it you know what i mean but this is not my thing it's not i will say i will say that the production on this absolutely had down to a t how the pa would sound in that fucking <laughs> one-third capacity fucking venue space that yeah. has like a 30-foot ceiling and like a shitty bar in the back of the room
0: that that is true for sure yeah i they, mean it had that that, in.
1: Ho- that hollow distant fucking vocals that are buried halfway under everything else and like mm-hmm. just the the echoey resonance of it all they had that 100% dialed in
0: yes yeah that is true
1: but that said you know hey they're good at what they're doing I mean they're doing what they're, I'm not going to say they're good at what they're doing because I don't know enough bands that do this to tell you if they're any better than anybody else mm-hmm. um, but they're stalwarts at what they're doing and I'll give them props for that yeah. um, fucking do it man you know they, they, they know better than anybody else what they're fucking going for as
0: is evidenced by all the fucking releases that they have right indeed yes so. yeah for sure so uh, on that note I guess let's roll the dice all right all right, I got a new die six. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, cool. I was, uh, yeah, I was hoping we would land on this just because it looked like it looks interesting. the The band is Fists of Fury. The Bandcamp is Fists Fury The release is New Age of Dread. There's a spooky skeleton with an eyeball for a head on the front and some claw hands. Oh, he's I kind, kind of, of the, I kind of like the artwork. He's um, a skeleton slash robot, actually.
1: Yeah, I don't don't know what he is. Um, I kind of like the artwork. I kind of like how the artwork is once you like like, at least online, when you look at it, like, oh, that's pretty slick. And then you zoom in on it, and it looks like it was, like, you know, drawn with crayons.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. At first, from a distance, it looks slick, but then when you make it bigger, yeah, you could tell it's, like, it looks like colored pencil. But um, it still looks pretty
1: cool. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, yeah. I will say that the band members, the band members look like when you buy a fucking bag of steak fries, and there's <laughs> one fucking shoestring fry in the bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> You go, you go to cook up some potato wedges and somehow a fucking shoestring fry found itself in the bag of fucking potato wedges.
0: There's one, there's one, yeah, there's only one shoestring in this band. There's, Um, there's,
1: there's some beef under these, those fucking hoodies. I can tell you that.
0: Those look like, like the guys that would clock you in the face of the integrity show. They do look like the guys that would
1: clock you in the face of the integrity show, but they're also still really into what Baroness is doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's some well-groomed beards in this band. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, And, and a nails shirt. Yeah. Um, so uh okay cool so this is uh, as i as i mentioned when we were going through the queue i said this looked to be maybe some thrashy stuff and indeed they have crossover in the uh, tags down below um and you know texas is is well known at this point for their uh, crossover offerings so uh it looks like they have a song right in the middle of the release queued up to play fire of the mongrel featuring somebody from the band vulgar display i'm not sure who they just say vulgar uh, display they have uh, they have a title track at the end uh new age of dread they do they do but again we've already deferred to the band once on this episode um Mm -hmm. do (laughs) we we can break we can break from that and listen to the title track if you prefer i don't really care i'm not i'm not invested enough in this in this in these rules that we've invented that i give a shit
1: i i I don't know what what vulgar display is like who is that is it is it is it no. Phil Anselmo himself? Yet another pseudonym for the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a band from Texas that I uh, that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, so like, fuck that. I don't want to listen to that song. I want to okay. hear. I want to hear Fist of Fury in all their like you know in their truest form. I don't want to hear any embellishments from anybody else.
0: Well, I will say this song is like a good minute longer than anything else on the release. Almost. It is. It is. I, yeah. I understand. Okay, well, well, we'll listen to the outro then. We're, we're going to go with your intuition. So we're going to listen to the song New Age of Dread off of the release of the same name by the band Fists of Fury. Ah!
2: slammer for you on kfof good line in there. inconsequential acts to curb the ticking hand yeah we're all just spinning in circles folks as the world around us keeps spinning the dust better make a move or keep your mouth shut i'm jimmy green see you next time on kfof fury radio
0: god damn jimmy green jimmy green <laughs> Jimmy Green coming in there to outro us. Um, yeah. So, so we just heard the song "New Age of Dread" off of the release of the same name by Fist of Fury. Uh, Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I'm not sure. I okay. there was a little so so there was a little too much
1: like bro hardcore in this for me to f- be fully on board. At least yeah. in this particular track, mm-hmm. there were some interesting riffs. There was some catchy parts to it, like around like a minute fifty, mm-hmm. like. There was there was, some, there was some pretty cool riffs um, that kind of picked up my ear a little bit. Yeah. I'm more interested in the – a lot of times when I listen to Crossover, I'm much more interested in the thrash aspect of Crossover than the hardcore aspect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and this was much heavier on the hardcore aspect of it to me than the thrash aspect. Yeah. Um, You know, as like everything from the vocal delivery to, I mean, the tempo and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the lyrics are right on point with what you might expect – a crossover band to write and Mm -hmm. a thrash band to write. I mean, those look like they could be fucking nuclear assault lyrics. Right. Um, But, you know, the, the gruff vocal delivery turned me off right away. I'd much rather hear, uh, I'd much rather hear, you know, the, 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 the the hissing lash of like, you know, uh, I, I guess a more high pitched or even just like, you know, raspy um, mm. high pitch vocal delivery than, you know, trying to put some fucking, then really letting your beard bloom, right? Like, like <laughs> really, like really bringing your beard into the fucking vocals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. if you see a vocalist taking the stage with a big old beard mm-hmm. and I don't know who the vocalist is in this, but I'm going to say it's the dude on the left. Yeah. I'm going to say it's either the dude on the left or the dude, uh, second from the Right. That's the right? that's the vibe I get. It's one of those two. Yeah. When you see a dude take the stage, he's got a beard like those two, you know exactly what kind of fucking vocals you're in for, right? Yes. Yeah. Because the beard just like takes over, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Right. And the beard just takes over. You know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much more be more interested to hear what the um, shoestring French fry, what he sounds like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. Because I I bet you he's got a little bit more of a feral maniac sort of sound um, than uh, the Beardman. Right. So there was too much beard in that for me. There was too much fucking beef. There was too much bro in that for me. I'd have been much much more interested in picking up the pace a little bit, leaning much more heavily into the thrash aspects of it, and, um, you know, clearing the hall of fucking, you know, I guess... Mesh shorts and beards and fucking tank tops. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, Um, so and and like, so, so to finish up though, it's got my interest enough that I might check out some of the shorter tracks and see what they do there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um yeah yeah so so I, I you know I largely feel the same way that you do about this um I, that there were there are some pretty good riffs in here for sure um that you know I'm I'm a fan of mid-tempo crossover stuff when it's done well and and I mean this was certainly performed uh, incredibly competently and the songwriting was good but yeah there were still too many remnants of their of their bro hardcore past in this for me to really latch onto it and and really love it um I liked it just fine but the thing about this is that Crossover is kind of the genre de jour for beard hardcore guys who are trying to shed the terror t-shirt yeah. and and move on to something that they feel more represents where they're at now um, right. and this just has too many trappings of that still for me um and and frankly there are bands that are doing the more overtly hardcore end of the crossover spectrum such as um bitter end or take offense or something that are doing it better that i'm going to gravitate towards every time over something like this um I just, as you said, I just, I'm more interested by the thrash elements of crossover than I am the sort of mid-tempo hardcore, hardcore aspects of it. And, and a lot of the thrash bands that incorporate mid-tempo stuff like nuclear assault or anthrax, those parts are doubled in their intensity and effect by the fact that the vast majority of the songs still hone in on the like songwriting and they, uh, they like, perform tracks at fucking breakneck speed so that the like breakdown and the mosh parts are very well earned. Yeah, exactly. Like the the mosh part on this
1: just kind of like the entire song felt like it was slowing down the whole time. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so the mosh part on this just felt like gratuitous.
0: Yes. Um, Whereas
1: like there was some catchy riffs, but you know, they, I mean, you know, they're not fucking out riffing anthrax. Right. Um, And and like, but like, and, and, and the song wasn't fun. Right? right. For me, yeah, yeah. crossovers should be fun. Definitely. And like like yes. upbeat and fun and just kinda like I don't know. This just sounded like old and heavy and um too much it just felt like weighed down by the length of its own beard.
0: Yeah, yeah, no for sure. And I mean they're they're really transparent about their influences, you know, Demolition Hammer, Exorder, and they, yeah. you know, Big up. Power Trip featuring the late great Riley Riley Gale, obviously, you know, you you want to talk about a contemporary vocalist who I'm not just uh, not just putting love on his name because he passed recently, but just as far as just like a great fucking thrash front person, Riley was up there with the best of them. As far as contemporary bands, as far as delivery, stage presence, everything, and totally didn't have any of the any of the trappings of like bro hardcore-y, like throaty delivery. It was like a pure, dope thrash delivery, which is just what I prefer when I hear music like this. Um, I just needed a little bit more speed, a little needed to be a little bit more unhinged, a little bit more fun, and like yeah, clinging a little bit less to uh, to to the you know. I, I guess just like the mesh mesh shorts hardcore um, that these dudes probably came up on, and I'm not and I'm not dissing anybody in the band for for that at all. I think this is a valiant attempt, and the songwriting's pretty good. Um, but for me, it's just a little bit too indebted to your immediate influences and not quite free from the shackles of metallic hardcore for me to like totally love it. But I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah. you, know, you know. And also, also another thing about Riley, huh? no beard no beard that's true <laughs> that's no beard right that, yeah that is, that is correct <laughs> um yo i will say this too until such a time that one of these newer like crossover bands who's like coming from hardcore and, and trying to do the metal thing until one of them leans into it and goes full on joey belladonna with the vocals oh, you're, yeah. you're you're all false you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. you're scared you're, everybody's scared to do that because they still want to like they still want to they want to make it clear that their hardcore cred is intact so they want to come correct and be like hey man we're playing thrash now but like we're still hard we still got hard riffs and hard vocals no I want you to fucking belt out your vocals like Joey Belladonna or Eddie Leeway or something and then we'll talk then you've, yeah, earned, like, your, they, then you've earned your metal cred give me
1: the the sourest falsettos you can fucking bring up right <laughs> yes.
0: yeah for sure for sure. I would I would love to hear poorly performed falsetto over this a million times over, uh, as opposed to, you know, the the gruff, tough vocals. The beards. Uh, as f- opposed to the beard. The, yeah, as opposed to the beard for sure. But all in all, not bad at all. Um just uh didn't quite didn't quite catch me. But uh if it leans a little bit more into the metal on the next release, I, I could I could ride for it for sure. Yeah. Um all right, let's uh let's roll the dice once more. All right. Two. Okay, 2 is uh Venino or maybe Veneno. Um V E N E N O. Uh the bandcamp is V V V E N E N O. So Vivino with or Venino with two Vs in front of it. V V Vino V V Um <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's really shocking that we do a podcast that anybody listens to. Uh, hey, it's
1: their fucking, you know what, they're the, like, like anybody else, like, what what's up with the three V's, right? Yeah. Just fucking, right? You fucked up. You're the one that brought, you're the one that did this.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right? So, so, so this is a band from uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. This release came out in April of this year looks like it is their second release their first one came out in October of 2018 so they've been resting on their laurels for a couple of years um don't know anything about this but uh, they got the first song queued up to play so let's just go with that so we're going to listen to pacto suicida by Vanino off of their release justicia argentina <laughs> We just heard the song Pacto Suicida by Veneno off of their release Justicia Argentina. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Well, that song came straight
1: out the fucking gates, didn't it? It sounded like it actually came in like three seconds into the actual song. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, it did. Like, it was like right out the fucking gates. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. Um, I like the vocal delivery a lot. Mm-hmm. It was like a, like a heavier, more metallic electric chair.
0: Yeah, for sure
1: um yeah i like that uh it was dark it was heavy it was relentless it was just straightforward right Mm -hmm. um yeah i like that uh i don't have a ton to say about it you know it's uh there's a lot of bands sort of playing this style of just straightforward um unrelenting hardcore and you know they they all kind of ride in the same vein but they just mostly differ in like uh, oftentimes just production and uh, things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Electric chair is a good contemporary reference point for this for sure. Um, Yeah. Maybe the, Maybe the metallic aspect is turned up just a little bit here or like the DB aspect is turned up just a little bit here. Um, but uh, overall, really good. I liked what I heard for sure. Um, didn't quite stand out to me in, in the pack of bands doing this uh, just because there are a lot of bands doing this at a very high level. But this was undeniably very good. I mean, I, I enjoyed all one minute and 14 seconds of what I heard for sure um, enough so that, again, I would I would check out the rest of this release happily. Um, it
1: wasn't. It wasn't like catchy like it didn't have like that catchy fucking bass line or a catchy fucking riff that gets stuck in your head right yeah but uh, you know like to think about like electric chair on that last ep like that bass line that comes in on the first song right Mm -hmm. like that automatically grabs your attention um and sort of sticks with you but there there wasn't a lot in it that was sort of stand out catchy about the song right but in the whole on the whole i mean if you like basically unrelenting noisy hardcore then this is fine this is good yeah
0: yeah i know for sure and i think ultimately man that's like that's the thing that differenti- differentiates the the leaders of the pack from just sort of like the also rands uh in retrospect when we look back on this this era and this wave of hardcore in a decade or whatever the also rands are going to be the ones like this who are perfectly good and who are executing the style um you know with the with the utmost competence um but just don't have that extra oomph to the song the, to the to, to the actual songwriting they don't have that like subtle pop sensibility to incorporate a catchy riff here or there um yeah. whereas bands like armor or electric chair um, or protocol or whoever else you know, take your pick um those are the ones that that people are going to remember just because there's like just that much more care put into the songwriting right um, i mean we listen to one
1: song so it's definitely worth coming sure. back and investigating but if you're coming out the gates like this you're definitely trying to set a tone for the rest of the fucking record
0: yeah 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 and that, that yeah i was going to acknowledge you know, there there might be parts like that on this record for sure there's seven more songs to listen to and i'm probably going to listen to them um so i mean this is plenty good enough to catch my interest and in, and get me wanting to listen to the rest of the release but based on the strength of that song i would just say super good liked what i heard not quite distinct enough for me to probably remember this in a year's time right you know that's all Mm-hmm. um so we have got to play D D in 40 minutes we have a handful of messages to get through not too many i want to say like six maybe seven and they're all pretty short i kind of want to listen to another band um i do too i do too yeah. i don't want i don't want to cut shit short just because we have to go play make-believe right yeah yeah yeah. for that's sure that's fucking
1: lame and we've, we've been doing that lately we've been pushing the fucking envelope here on sundays our son our weeks are so fucking jam-packed with bullshit and yes. then sundays we finally get to play make believe with our friends and uh, we got to, you know, we got, we kind of, I,
0: I don't want to cut shit short on this because of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So let's, uh, let's roll the dice one more time. And if we got to, you know, if we got to only do half the messages or whatever, no big deal. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let's roll the dice one more time. All right, Two. Two. Okay, one, two, two is uh okay. This is a resubmission from Trey. Uh loud night with mind numbing pleasure. They're from Richmond, Virginia. He described them as being, you know, Motorhead worship, uh, you know, metal punk stuff. Um, so let's see when did this release came out? This came out in September, so it hasn't been out too long, just uh, about a month old. Um, let's see what they have play queued up to play. They have the first song queued up. Holy hail, holy hell. Um, So let's just go with that. So we're going to listen to the song Holy Hell by Loud Night off of their LP Mind Numbing Pleasure. Okay, we just heard the song Holy Hell by the band Loud Night off of their LP Mind Numbing Pleasure. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, that was fun. That was fine. I like that. Yeah. Um Yeah. I what
1: what <laughs> anytime a band is pulling very heavily from something like, you know, motorhead and D beat, right? Mm-hmm. It usually works as long as they they can write a good riff and they're, you know, they're good yeah. at what they're doing, right? Yeah, for sure. These guys know how to fucking play them play their instruments. Uh, they're not fumbling around they're writing pretty interesting riffs the thing that stood out to me like this musically this is fine this sounds like a lot of fucking bands this this is truly this is truly like beer swilling costume music
0: yeah this is this is ipa metal for sure
1: right like like this is let's put on let, let, let's dress up uh in a costume and play these songs and um you know go swill some beer which it's fine it's fun um not the beer part because that's i'm sorry but fucking you know what the hell's wrong with you right (laughs) yes right yeah right jesus christ right if if there's if there's one thing that has uh it's like smoking right yeah you know what i mean like plenty of people fucking do it but yo you know people get all you know people like you know talk about like weed and all that sort of shit yo absolutely nothing has been more self and societally destructive than the overconsumption or the consumption of alcohol.
0: Nothing. 100%. Yes. More more deaths on fucking roadways because of alcohol consumption, more deaths because of medical complications, because of domestic violence. It is, it is truly a scourge on Western society it, it, that we all is, just are like, hey, it's cool. It's actually pretty cool. It
1: is absolutely a scourge. How many teeth have been knocked out? How many eyes blacked, right? How many? Yeah. How many tears shed because of the consumption of of booze and, and and swilling that shit down your throat? And you know what? How many problems have people created for themselves? And as a someone who is straight edge, I'll never have to deal with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna age before my time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not gonna look old and weather beaten at thirty. I didn't when I was thirty. I still hold it together at forty three. Ha, 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 ha I don't have dry alcoholic skin I don't have problems with my liver I don't have any arrest record I don't have any issues whatsoever I don't have any money issues because I don't spend hundreds of dollars on tasteless fucking swill <laughs> ha 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 Guess who came out on top? Me. Ha ha ha. I made a decision when I was seventeen. And now I'm reaping the innumerable benefits from it. Right? A healthful, youthful body. Ha ha ha. ha. Not a broken fucking fat gutted liver destroyed sack that I live in. Ha
0: ha ha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Right, but uh, but that's for music. Uh, as far as IPA swill and costume music goes, this was uh, this is quite well executed. This yeah, was, it was it was fun. Yeah, I would say as far as actual quality, like objective quality of songwriting, musicianship, playing, uh, performance, recording, everything. This is definitely the best thing that we heard tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like they're they're going for a thing. They hit the fucking nail on the head. Right yeah for sure. and generally speaking i like music that sounds like this i like an epsi right i like i like a lot of d beat that has a heavy like a heavy lean on you know new wave of british heavy metal shit
0: yeah exactly what i was Um, gonna say right so
1: i that's generally a winning combination for me it's always fun that doesn't always necessarily mean it's memorable right? right yeah i've seen loads of bands like this that sound just like this that i couldn't tell you who they fucking are now um but, like, by and large, it's always a fun combination. Speaking of fun,
0: let's have a look at those lyrics. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I knew you were going to th- bring that up because I was, as I was reading them, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, on one
1: hand, it really sounds like the lyrics are trying to be like high minded, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is supposed to be some sort of like high minded screed on like, um, um, the scourge of religion, right? And the way it controls our our, our collective psyche and the way that it's kept us down. Right. Right. Um, Like there's reasoning, our greatest skill backed up by our iron will, right? Mm -hmm. Like really inspirational stuff towards like, you know, you don't need this reliance on myth to, you know, to understand the world. You should, you know, the, 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 the great enlightenment and science and reasoning are, are a better way to navigate the perils of the universe. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, like the last, the last verse, (laughs) living so far underneath of their thumbs while they're so far up their own fucking bums with their thumbs up their asses, getting nothing done. We are literally treated like shit. (laughs) (laughs) It it evokes some strong imagery for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's really good because like the metaphor of thumbs is in there twice, Uh um, And not like we're literally treated like shit. Yes. The misuse of the word literally, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I don't know. The way that I treat shit is I fucking fill the bowl, (laughs) wipe it off my fucking ring, and then flush it. I don't do, I literally don't do anything else with shit. (laughs) Yes. And last time I checked... I was not literally being treated like shit, but I, I like it. I like the, I, I I'm not, I'm not bagging on this. I like how fucking like goofy, like the high mindedness of the theme, but how goofy it is. I may use the word turds. Yes. Useless turds. Dude, dude. <laughs> turds is top five words.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a great, it's, it's, it's such a great turn. It's such a
1: great word. Fun. It's fun. It's got the T the at the beginning. And then it's just like, soft and squishy with the herbs in the middle <laughs> and and it's turds turds is so much better than shit it's better than it's better than poop right yeah like turds hits harder than poop poop has the the two p's. it's pl- there's the, the plosives there it kind of you know what i mean but turds turds is a strong word right yeah and, and it's fun yeah i can't disagree and so i love i love how teetering on the
0: edge of utter goofiness the fucking lyrics are yeah definitely um but you know that that element being present in music like this is uh is welcome for me uh you know i like this stuff to not take itself too seriously because if it does that um it 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 crosses the line over into something that kind of becomes pretty repellent to me pretty quickly oh yeah Um,
1: like if this were a serious song about like the scourge of religion yeah um like without without throwing in you know the fucking like Clown noses and balloons, like with words of turds, and the phrase were literally treated like shit and stuff. I would have just been like, oh, okay, it's good music, but like, come on right yeah
0: no for sure there needs to be a little bit of self-awareness um and tongue-in-cheek to this kind of stuff you know for me to really get behind it in 2020 um either that or you're all 17 years old and you take yourselves utterly deadly serious i can also get behind that but if you're like that's (laughs) now that's fun (laughs) yeah yeah but if you're 40 years old playing this type of shit you better be doing it with a wink and a nudge on some level um but yeah musically this is good i think i think contemporary stuff like this for me suffers from the the comparison it's always going to get in my brain immediately to midnight who are the reigning kings of this type yeah. of stuff of new wave of British heavy metal inspired beat punk stuff um, you know they do it so well and so just they were so ahead of the curve on it um, in, in so many ways and that just a lot of bands feel like kind of pale imitations of that. Um, right. but you know, they themselves are just aping something that would had been per- perfected 30 years prior to their formation anyway. So, um, but yeah, ultimately, as you said, I mean, if the people can play their instruments and they have a good ear for songwriting, this is a style that I very rarely I can come up with any, any reason to dislike. I mean, this is perfectly pleasant to my ears. Um, you know, much like uh, speed wolf or, or something else, uh, you know, another band of this ilk, it's probably not going to be something I revisit uh, a ton, but if I hear it, I'm never going to change the, change the station, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, on that note, I guess, uh, we can pivot from music for the night. We got through six bands, which is pretty solid and we don't have too many messages to get through. I think we can probably wrap and wrap them up in a half an hour and, uh, and get over to our, our D and D session. Sounds good. So let's, uh, let's listen to what we got in the voicemail this week.
2: Uh, Hey guys, it's James. I just need to talk about something real quick. I am in mean, Gray, I'm kind of upset that you haven't corrected Nate on this, but Slipknot is not just full of all clowns, okay? Only one guy, his name is Clown, he's number six, and yeah, he's a clown, but the rest of the guys, they got all sorts of different spooky masks, okay? So it's not only fair that you just keep bundling all of Slipknot into just clown music, because it's not, it rules. I like Slipknot, okay? I'm sorry. I like it. And Gray likes it, too. He's got a Slipknot tattoo and I just think you should put some respect on their name. They're not all clowns. They are all spooky, but they are not all clowns, okay? Uh, fuck TDI Fridays, Applebee's Rules, bye.
0: All right. That That's, I mean, he he makes a valid point. Not everybody in Slipknot are clowns. It's just one clown, but I mean, if uh, you
1: I think if you actually took off the masks, you would discover
0: that they are indeed all clowns. (laughs) Right? Yes. Oops. All clowns. Um, Yeah. So he also brings up a valid point here. A thing I've copped to many times on the show. um, I I love the first two Slipknot records. Uh, I don't think I think they're kind of unfairly maligned as being uh, new metal. I think they have more to do with like genuine metal than they do new metal. There's not rapping on it. Uh, There's a bunch of blast beats. There's really fun mosh parts. The song are by and large pretty fast um, if anything I guess you could you could call it alt metal um, I, I like those records a lot that said as I've mentioned many times even though there are a handful of like new metal and alt metal releases from that era that I'll cape up for to an extent because I was of the right age when they came out for for them to resonate with me that being 10 11 12 years old I um, I don't cape up for anybody aping them or citing them as actual influences on their music in 2020. That's deeply fucking shameful. And Slipknot has been very bad for longer than they've ever been good. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, fair enough. If you like the first couple Slipknot records, you're probably of a particular age, and that's totally fine. And I guess they're not technically clowns, but in 2020, we can safely say everybody in Slipknot is a clown.
1: Who's the guy? Who's the main guy from Slipknot? Corey Taylor. Doesn't he have a show where he basically just says all music is good?
0: I I have absolutely no idea, honestly. I'm pretty he? sure he
1: has like a, like, like a, like a show. I don't know if it's like a YouTube show or something like that. I remember seeing something, uh, it was maybe about a year and a half ago where they talk about music. It's like a radio show uh-huh. and basically just, yeah, all music's good. <laughs> that, I mean, that tracks, that seems like something he would probably think. It's all good. You know, fuck it. You know, uh, whatever what I what, what's a fucking country western star what's a country star
0: a, a contemporary country star i couldn't fucking tell you
1: yeah you know and i don't know fucking toby keith that's toby, old toby keith's good man toby keith's just as good as autopsy right? <laughs> i mean they're good in their own ways man but toby keith's just as cool as autopsy man it's all good i mean you know i don't know i like uh i like uh you know Dude, I, I literally don't know any any fucking pop stars. Right? <laughs> I literally don't know a single fucking pop star.
0: Right? Yeah, you're really showing your age here. I'm like
1: I I, I don't listen to them. I never yeah, have. You yeah. know what I mean? I could I couldn't tell you there's one I know one Taylor Swift song. What's that one fucking song about sh- uh, shake it off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't tell you a different I could not I could not fucking identify another one. I couldn't tell you what Cardi B sounds like. Right. I couldn't like any of them, right? Yes. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Like, why the fuck would I listen to that when I can listen to hardcore? <laughs> that's a, a, a very good question. Like, why why would I even pretend to like it just so that I can, like, be part of some, like, broader cultural zeitgeist? Hey, I, I know about that fucking Billie Eilish song, too. It's pretty good, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs>
0: the, listen to
1: fucking hardcore.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. The only good thing that's come out of uh, Billie Eilish is uh, people calling her William Eyelash. Okay. <laughs> which, which I like a lot.
1: You know, hey, what's, uh, you know, did you, did you hear that super important Janelle Monáe song they had on NPR? No, I didn't. I was listening to fucking hardcore. <laughs> I was listening to fucking, you know, I was listening to fucking Liege Vin Veracity, you know, like I turned the fucking station off and I listened to the first track off F G Forgotten. I'm not listening to that bullshit. <laughs> Fuck
0: you. <laughs> I did a very valid position for sure. Right. Um, all right. Looks like our next call is uh, it's from our uh, an Australian correspondent.
3: Uh, g'day fellas. Love the, uh, intro and the voicemail. Just wanted to call in and apologise for the, uh, certain Australian band, Vow, that shall not be named. Uh, but becoming the new bread bowl argument, uh, you know, wasn't my intention. Merely wanted some, uh, rose tattoo appreciation, to be honest. Um, I just want to, I want to say this is the, this, the, the, I guess, the Southern Hemisphere nail in the coffin on that. I know uh, Nate made a nail in the coffin on the last episode. Um, hearing him respond to me more and more, more and more respect, which is awesome. Um, just want to say, yeah, good shit. Enjoy the podcast. Stop shitting on the Discord, because no matter how much you shit on us, Nate, man, we're still going to live listen each time. And... um we're still going to respect both of you and we're still going to love podcasts. Um, Keep fishing, keep vintage selling. Uh, Wiz, by the way, or Rusty, also said to you, Gray, that all vintage resellers must die, uh, based on, uh, one dude that we know that sells vintage.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, you know, if I have to, if I have to die because of my, uh, my chosen livelihood, it, it, it is what it is. I think I know exactly the person that you're talking about who is a vintage reseller that Rusty has decided that we almost die because of him. And, hey, I can't I can't fault him for that. Um, Niall, you're definitely forgiven for inadvertently sparking the, uh, as you put it, the, the next bread bowl argument of the podcast. But, you know, I like that we have these little in-group memes that exist for a few episodes here and there. I think yeah. it's fun. I think it's fun. Yo, so last night... Joe came up and we we went fishing,
1: right? hmm And I swear to fucking God, dude, the first thing he mentioned to me was fucking ACDC. <laughs> Incredible. It's it's unbelievable, man. It's it's unfucking real. Like like and 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 uh you know, whatever. We 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 uh my point was why like I don't give a shit about classic rock. Right? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Right. right. Oh, can't wait to fucking listen to The Doors. Wow. Hey, those Doors songs that they don't play on the radio sound just like the fucking songs that they always play on the fucking radio, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can't wait to fucking revisit that bullshit. No. I Like, I grew up on that shit. I, you know? Yeah. And I don't need, I, like I said, I don't need to hear it again. So, anyway. Yeah, nail in the coffin. Whatever.
0: You know. Fuck classic rock. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's listen to the next one.
3: Yo. Just like Nate's been talking about and Gray's been talking about, and I'm sure everyone's been fucking talking about it. I miss shows so fucking much. I miss playing. But the first thing I'm going to do that reminds me of a very special time is I'm going to give someone, very important, a very special gift, like Nate did the Albion House in Chicago. And also thanks, Nate, for showing fucking, oh, what's it called? Satanic togas because I paid outrageous shipping for that LP, and it better be fucking worth it.
1: yeah yeah it is worth it i mean i got mine the corner was fucking folded and bent so thanks to the australian post for that Mm -hmm. um or you know ups who knows but i mean usps but uh nevertheless it is worth it when i when i finally got that satanic togas lp and i saw how cheaply produced it was (laughs) i was uh not disappointed right (laughs) just photocopied images and like collages and stuff and i was like yep this is not some high-minded shit, and uh, I'm glad I paid
0: $40 for it. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. Well, another happy customer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been rehashed a million times by a million different people, but yes, uh, the it's really started to sink in how much I, I miss just hurling myself into groups of people um, and just watching bands rip and ripping in a band myself. Uh, it is uh, – it is definitively, undeniably, indisputably a fucking bummer. And uh, I am waiting with bated breath for the moment that uh, we can start doing this again. But uh, I don't think it's coming this year. So
1: here's what I'm hoping. Like, mm.
0: basically, like,
1: so, so, you know, Joe and I were talking about this last night. There's so much fucking shit. I mean, despite the fact that, like, basically you nobody's know, doing anything, everybody's writing a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. And there's like an explosion. It's, it's, it's fairly overwhelming Um, for sure i kind of miss when you could basically be up on top of like all the dope bands right Mm -hmm. um because there was a time when you could do that yeah it was 20 years ago or whatever but you were basically up on top but now there's just so fucking much it's kind of overwhelming yeah um but that's also cool because i'm hoping that like when we get rolling again there is just like this exuberant fucking explosion of shit happening right yeah and like 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 it's almost like the house sat dormant and empty for fucking two years and there's just going to be this giant fucking house warming party and it's just going to blow the fuck up
0: right that would be fucking cool man that's definitely best case scenario i'm crossing my fingers for that and then we all get fucking sick um and <laughs> uh you know shit you know we have to fucking shut shit down <laughs> yeah that's a distinct possibility too uh, but yeah, no, for sure, I agree. I uh, I very much hope that hope that it goes that way. It would be it would be very cool. It seems like people's interest is remaining peaked um, and people are remaining involved. And like, if anything, it's kind of it's it's weird. It's like it's had this effect where people are kind of stepping up to the plate to remain engaged because mm-hmm. they're no longer able to just take it for granted that this is a thing that's going to keep going with or without their engagement and their act mm-hmm. and their participation. So now mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh fuck, maybe I should do a zine. Maybe I should do a podcast maybe i should start a fucking band because like if we don't actually actively work to sustain this it might just get swept swept under the cultural rug and not be nearly as cool as it was before so let's all uh let's all do our part to make this cool uh which has been kind of sick to see so um hopefully that energy keeps up back into when shows become a possibility again for sure yeah um all right let's uh we got three more let's uh let's listen to the next one
4: Hey, this is um the Stout speaking, and you know what? I'm just gonna owe up to it and say I think I was wrong about hating on Bold. I gave looking back a chance, and you know, it's not that bad. You know, I I, I think I I turned a new cheek. You know, and I think I I like want to express, you know, if I can admit my wrongs and like change my mind and be an open-minded person, I I think a lot of people can do that. You know. So I can admit it, you know. I, I think a lot of people could learn a valuable lesson, you know. I think there's more to uh, life than being so hateful of uh, records and people, you know. I mean, look at it like this, dude. If, hating on a person and, like, wishing harm on them, you know, it's kind of gay. You, you're thinking about them constantly, about touching them and all that. It's not off with that gay shit, dude. Like, it's not it off, but I hope we can all learn a valuable lesson here. It's, what i'm trying to say so um good luck y'all
0: okay <laughs> i like that stance it's kind of kind of gay to hate it's kind of gay to hate another dude because you're thinking about another dude all the time well <laughs> i really like that position stout um <clears throat> so uh yo i'm also glad that you've amended your stance on bold um because i do think that they are an unfairly maligned band and the vast majority of people that uh you know just spew their ire towards bold are not well versed enough they they haven't listened to looking back in recent years and realized that the songwriting on that record is is a cut above Uh, if if all you've heard is speak out Okay, word. I can I can see it maybe not being your thing and feeling like it's an also ran of the youth crew era. But looking back, is a genuinely great EP, and uh, I think Tom Capone's songwriting really shines through on it. He's an incredibly unique, a unique player and songwriter that I don't think it's the uh, credit that he's due. And uh, I would encourage anybody out there who thinks that they hate bold to go and actually listen to looking back probably for the first time in a decade and revisit it and uh, report back and and tell me if you still hate it. If we got any bold listeners in our listenership, I want you to do this little experiment for me. Maybe call in and let me know if your opinion has changed because if Stout can change his little mind about something, I think all of you guys can. And he he called in to to uh, share that valuable lesson that he learned, which I appreciate very much.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't listened to Bold in 20 plus years, you know. Mm-hmm. I've well, got maybe, uh, some Bold maybe. records. I guess it's time to go back and listen to them because I say. definitely, it, they're definitely not the first band I think of when I think of hardcore in
0: that era. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe you should do that experiment too and report back. And uh, I will uh, report back with, um, yeah, just, I guess how utterly forgettable it actually is. I've got a bold poster directly to my right. It's right in my it's in, in my line of sight as we speak. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, listen to the next one, which is five seconds long. So that bodes, you know, to be something interesting and insightful.
4: Fuck you.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I don't know. I couldn't discern a single word in that other than maybe "fuck you."
1: Oh, that was definitely fuck you,
0: but uh, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. All right, listen listen to the last one.
2: Yo, Matt, it's me. I know you called about the pills, but I don't sell anymore. I'm actually dying clean. I just want you to know that. Um, other than that, if we are meeting up later tomorrow, uh, I'm the dungeon master. I ain't doing that bullshit like last time and watching that dude pull some shit and you want to fucking stab him in the throat. All right? We'll do a full game. I'm the dungeon master. I ain't doing no bullshit. All right, man. Also, please, please, for the love of God, pick up those, uh, Amy's or, um, whatever they're called. Those, like, vegan Twix. Thank you. Oh, shit. Uh, wrong number. Yo. Anyways, you guys just had some entertainment. Uh, Gray and Nate, love y'all. I'm a fucking idiot. Bye.
0: All right. I don't. I, just because this was an AJ call, I don't genuinely believe that that was a wrong number. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so either. He was just looking for an excuse. Yeah, they do have. I I do believe that AJ might have us on speed dial enough so that like it's possible that they could misdial us. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that was just an excuse to call in and do a bit. Trying to get your, your workout, some material from your type five on us once more. You, you, you're not, you're not slick. Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up for the messages. It was nice and concise this week. So uh, hopefully nobody, nobody is too put out by the fact that we have a message section on the show. Dude, um, the, the new rules are working. They're working really well. They're working really fucking well. I, uh, I'm i glad that we put those in place. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do the normal sort of end of uh, end of show housekeeping real quick and then we'll sign out so if you want to call and leave us a message just make sure it is a minute and a half or under no double calls please uh, so you know when we get around to your message and you hear it on the show that, that you now have permission to call and leave another one the number is 260-222-8341 if you want to submit music to us it is podcast at gmail.com just make sure it is a year or less old and uh, if you want to join the patreon it's patreon.com slash demolisten podcast we uh we hopefully should have some new stuff going on we were supposed to record this last week but uh, then i lost touch with the world for several days because my phone stopped working and i didn't have cell service i couldn't make or receive texts or calls of any sort um but uh, hopefully we'll find some time this week to knock out a new new patreon episode um if you if you like what you hear rate review uh on itunes or whatever your chosen podcatcher is keep telling your homies about it keep tuning in um other than that i don't really have anything else nate do you no i'm good see you next week all right later